The most important things I've ever learned was just by doing. I started selling vintage clothing all the way back in high school, like my dad said, and I picked up the bug. And so you can have a dream, you can have an idea, and if you're passionate about it, you will make some money on it and hopefully a living and just wake up every day doing what you love. It sometimes is really tempting to just be like, man, I just, I wish I made it in China because I could offer the product for so much less. But that's something that I'm going to really have to hold strong um, with because I don't want to have to compromise on that. This is taking you a couple years to get mm -hmm. to this point. Yeah. What would you have done differently? Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Main Street Business Podcast, where we interview Main Street entrepreneurs making a difference in America. I'm so excited to have a special guest, Allison Boyce, a young fashion designer. How cool is that? Some of you may have a dream of designing some clothing, opening your own line, selling some product online, uh, fashion merchandising, male or female, young or old. It, it's an incredible industry. Allison, welcome. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. We're excited to have her here and talk about these beautiful coats. We're going to get to these in a moment. She's got several online businesses that deal with clothing and patterns. Uh, one disclosure, can I say, I'm going to, I'm going to tell them, this is also my amazing daughter. Can you believe that? She she picked up the bug of entrepreneurism. I said, I don't care when you graduate from college. I don't care what grade you get, but I want you to graduate with a small business. And she's like, all right, damn it. And uh, tell what what degree did you get? Tell them about fashion yeah. and schooling at least. And then how this, this business kind of evolved. I'm so yeah. proud of you. Well, um, I mean, so I went to BYU-Idaho and I got, or I went, I took a bunch of classes in apparel entrepreneurship. But also the best way you can learn is just by doing it yourself. So a lot of the most important things I've ever learned was just by doing. I started selling vintage clothing all the way back in high school, like my dad said, and I picked up the bug. And that's where I learned most of, you know, the skills that I've developed. And but all the technical, like really complicated things I learned in school. So that's cool. That's great. I mean, she would raid my closet for any old ACDC <laughs> shirts and sell those online. I'd be like, I got to buy my own clothes again on your website. I, I didn't know where those went. <laughs> uh, no, I, it's always been fun watching Allison. She's always been sketching and drawing different uh, clothing designs. Um, let's get to it and at least show right now what your current product is. And then we're going to unpack it. I want to go back. I want to talk about the process and how you got here. Mm -hmm. But I'll hold it up while you describe. Yeah. Would that be okay? Uh -huh. So yeah. this is this is probably your most, what do they call it, iconic or featured item? Yeah, this is probably the most, um, yeah, this is my favorite piece from my collection. So I, I wanted to start a luxury label and I wanted it to be, um, to be a standalone product. I didn't want to have to develop an entire collection for my first um, collection. So I developed these cowhide coats. And real cowhide. Yeah. They're made with real cowhide leather with the hair on. So they're really thick, really warm. Um, they protect against the wind, but they're also really fuzzy and fun to touch. Was Yellowstone an inspiration? Yes. Western, <laughs> kind of this like modern take on Western clothing. And I grew up in California, so a little bit more coastal as well. So I love your label. Thank you. you. Designed yes. that label uh -huh. yourself, I'm yes. sure. So a lot of the things that inspired me too with this collection were vintage this is a short things one. and silhouettes. So this is uh, the chore coat. And so it's a French chore coat silhouette. A lot of people are like, what chores are you going to do in that? But it's just, <laughs> that's just the name of the silhouette, like a bomber or a trench. So 
um, has a patch pocket. And this is the saddle brown short coat. And then, all right. And see. then this is the Palomino short coat. Okay. Yep. All right. Now, I'm sure many of you are like, how in the heck did you get to this point? So let's unpack this a little bit. Did you kill the cows yourself? Where do you where do you <laughs> no. find cow hides? <laughs> well, you raised cows. Or, I did raise cows. Yeah. Part of my tax strategy, my health saving. So the cows. But, maybe, you, but you didn't get those cows. Yeah. Maybe you could give me a discount note in the future. <laughs> okay. So, so where do you find? I mean, I don't even know. Yeah. I know the answer to this. Where'd you yeah. find a person that will sell you cow hides? I, I mean, I was just doing a lot of research online and I get them from a wholesaler online, which is nice because they take pictures of each individual cowhide. Um, but the first sample that I made was actually from a rug in your office. So. Oh, that's true. Mm -hmm. I did have a cowhide rug in my office and I'm like, where'd it go? Yeah. And all of a sudden she's walking through the house with a coat. I'm like, what the heck happened? <laughs> uh, that's yeah. true. That's funny. Yeah, so they're actually made from rugs. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, that's what most so people use them for. Most mm -hmm. people, to hang on the wall yeah. or rugs, and you mm -hmm. said, I'm going to make a coat out of that. Yep. Mm -hmm. And they're fairly soft. Yeah, they're really, really soft um, and really, yeah, pliable, I guess, supple. So they're okay. nice. They feel really nice. All right. So you found a, um, a distributor for cow heights. Mm -hmm. How does someone, they find the material they want, and they've come up with a design. I know you worked really hard on the next step of finding a manufacturer. Because I know Allison, she really knows her way around a sewing machine. Mm -hmm. And so you have all these different sewing machines. For Christmas, she would say, I don't want anything crazy and fun. I just want a sewing machine that's really special. And she'd send me the link on Amazon. <laughs> I'm like, really? That's what you want for Christmas? Anyway, so, um, but you had to find a manufacturer. Because mm -hmm. you're going to do these in quantities and volume. Mm -hmm. uh, how is that hard to do? Where did you, did you go offshore, onshore? What was your idea? Yeah, so I I really wanted my coats to be made in the U the U.S. Um, that was really important to me. But um, a lot of people develop overseas in India, China, um, and like a lot of other countries. And so it's it's not that difficult. You just do a lot of research. I just found mine by googling leather manufacturers in the U.S. Um, but if you're wanting to develop something in China for a little less, you can just go on Alibaba or AliExpress and find something similar. And message the seller directly and send them a tech pack and ask if they can give you a quote on that design, um, the minimum quantity order, and you can just start the process off like that. It's actually not that hard. Didn't, um, now, some of you young designers out there, you may have a skill to do the actual pattern because you may have an idea mm -hmm. of what you want to make, whether it's shirts, pants, jackets, mm -hmm. swimsuits, whatever. But it's got to go down to the granular level of a pattern. Yes. I remember you working a lot on those. Mm -hmm. um, you have that skill set. You were yeah. able to do that. So I was able to pattern the short chore coat um, because I already had made something really similar. But for the trench coat, I had the factory itself um, make that for me. But you can also go on Fiverr and send someone just a basic sketch and ask them to make a pattern for you. Um, the one thing that is really important, though, is to actually make the item from that pattern to make sure it fits correctly and, and before looks, you send it off to China. Yeah, exactly. And you want to make sure it looks like your sketch because sometimes I've gotten patterns back from Fiverr and they don't exactly fit how I was envisioning. All right. So let's see if we get these steps here. Someone has an idea. They sketch out an, a, an idea for a clothing item. Mm -hmm. It could be a, a tie. Yeah. It could be, I mean, go to the story of Ralph Lauren. I love that story. I don't know if it's Netflix or Prime. But how he was designing ties in his apartment in New York. And that was the mm -hmm. beginning of polo. Mm -hmm. um, this is the beginning of something great for you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if you can feel it. Okay. So 
you have this idea, you start designing it out, you get a pattern with some outsourcing or yourself, and and you, I guess you could hire a seamstress to do your first yeah, uh-huh. if you don't have those skills. Again, yeah. You were able to do a lot of these steps because you're schooling uh-huh. in fashion merchandising and uh-huh. entrepreneurship. Yeah. So you get someone to come up with this prototype, uh-huh. and then you have proof of product. You start kind of seeing what it looks like and feels like. Um, once you go to mass production, how expensive is that? Like, what what are your options there? Yeah, I mean, it really just depends on how many quantities you're ordering. the The more you order, the less per um, le- the less is going to cost per, per unit. unit. Thank yeah. you. Um, so, and then also like your materials. My materials cost a lot because it's real leather and it has the hair on it. And um, I also don't want to cheapen the other things like the lining and I want to make sure it's all up to the same. Yeah, these are luxury. The lining is incredible. Mm -hmm. If you're in Jackson Hole or Yellowstone, this is going to keep you warm. I mean, this is like Uh a real trapper. Yeah, you know, back from the 1800s, they had to keep the wind and the cold out. These are thick. They're they're yeah. They are a little heavy because they're so quality, Mm -hmm. but they're just incredible. Um, Yeah. So it just depends on um, the amount of materials, but the the best way to start is by ordering swatches from companies that, you know, can give you materials. And sometimes the factory will provide all of that for you as well. Um, And they can give you suggestions. I would, I honestly suggest asking the factory their advice because they're a lot more experienced than you are and they have a lot of recommendations and um, people that they work with. So that's always a good way to, um, get some feedback and some more advice. Now, you ended up with a factory in LA mm-hmm. actually visit it now yeah, was one of I your did. best choices huh? yeah yeah they I mean they showed me a lot of their samples I went to their showroom and I really liked what they were making and uh the man that I was working with was really nice and they definitely helped me out with a lower minimum order because I was just getting started so and they liked my design so that was a really big reason why I decided to I love them. it mm-hmm. which brings us to marketing now you got to sell these things Mm -hmm. yes (laughs) so tell us what you now you've already been building a little brand Mm -hmm. over the years selling vintage clothes Mm -hmm. did you come up with a a new site did you just do a huge refresh i know you needed to do some photo shoots Mm -hmm. once it was time to market what were some of the steps you took that you felt were important well it's really important to start off with um like a brand guideline book like what's your logo what's your color scheme because that will help guide you with the overall aesthetic of what you're going to be putting out there. So you want to make sure that you're, you know, staying consistent with that. Um, So I started off with choosing the colors and like the vibe that I wanted to go with. And then I started going out on photo shoots. Um, I started designing the labels, the packaging, and just overall like the message and the story that I wanted to convey. And then, yeah, you just got to be consistent with posting and taking little videos and yeah some of you can see now if you're watching this on youtube we've uh brought in some images of a photo shoot in texas one on a beach in california which is cool about these they can be mountains or beach yeah it's kind of like a western coastal western vibe i love it so if if you're catching this on the uh itunes podcast make sure you get over and catch this on youtube some of the images here of her website and the photo shoots are just so beautiful yeah, that one in Texas was a as an actual ho- uh, equestrian rider. Mm-hmm. She's a professional. Yeah, she was a professional horseback rider, and yeah, she knew her way around a horse, and she was great. Yeah, and I didn't know what to expect either. She was just a family friend, and 
it ended up working out perfectly. So oh, cool. Now, um, what's next? It's it's. I guess you've said it's getting now influencers mm-hmm. and getting exposure, going to boutiques, yeah. and placing. Because uh, I guess you could sell online mm-hmm. as well as through boutiques. Yeah. Where, where do you think it's going to end up really going? Your, um, that's a good uh, question. I mean, I've been I've really been going with the flow and letting it kind of develop on its own um, because I do have other businesses going on at the moment. Uh, I sell patterns on Etsy. And so that's another way I'm getting exposure with um, my my name and my my designer label. So. Um, but yeah, I, I would love to wholesale to boutiques to help other people um, acquire the product easier. And so uh, like pop-up shops and little trunk shows will definitely be an option in the future. And I am sending my stuff out to influencers. So that's another way I'm getting exposure. And yeah, just direct to customers, um, the main plan right now, just because I can keep the the price a lot lower for my product. So, um, someone's going to probably ask. So, we should mm-hmm. what What's the general range of these coats? Again, these are mm-hmm. luxury and a lot of costume materials. Mm-hmm. Where someone like Ralph Lauren was making ties for five dollars of silk, yeah, mm-hmm. you know, or something. Yeah, what, what's the price range? Of so, it? it is a luxury item. The trench coats are seventeen hundred, and the chore coats are fifteen hundred. And there are other brands doing the same thing for more. Um, Banana Republic has a cowhide coat out there for like I think twenty four hundred, and I think mine's better. So, (laughs) and mine's made in the U.S. Theirs is made in like Bangladesh or something. So U.S. made. Yeah, yeah. Buy small, shop small. (laughs) I love it. Look, you got it all down. Uh Um. Okay. Big question. At this point, you're early on. I mean, this is your big first fall push for Christmas. A lot of people may want to. Uh, and tell us your site right now. I know it's been down there in the lower thirds, but mm-hmm. for those that are on YouTube, but what's the site yeah. for those just listening? It's AllieMarie.com. A-L-L-I-M-A-R-Y-E.com. Okay. AllieMarie.com. We'll have that down in the description. So get one before Christmas. Uh, great present. Yes. Very unique. Great present. Yeah. yeah. Um, what would you do differently? Like at this, where you're at right now, I know you're really in in the big scheme of things right at the front end. Yeah, you really are. But yeah. but this is taking you a couple of years to get mm-hmm. to this point. Yeah. What would you have done differently? I don't know. I mean, that's a hard question because I am still so early on um, in the stages of this process. Um, and it, it sometimes is really tempting to just be like, man, I just I wish I made it in China because I could offer the product for so much less. But that's something that I'm going to really have to hold strong. Um, with because I don't want to have to compromise on that, even though it would make my, uh, you know, my item a lot cheaper. It's, it's just not something that, so I have thought about that. Like, should I have made it in, you know, China or overseas? But so that's something that I've thought about, but I kind of go back and forth. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't really know. No other regrets. Um, if you're, you're on the path. You're <laughs> yeah. I'm just it. like, yeah, I guess you cannot have to just yeah. carry on and you have to yeah. not really think about regrets or else. Do I qualify yeah. as an influencer to have a coat? Do I get to do what I'm boxing? <laughs> yeah. Um, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you got to look at my numbers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Gosh, stuff, stuff. Uh, now, but they mostly are female. Yeah. The, the sizes. Yeah. yeah. The chart coats could be unisex. Um, I have like seen other guys wear them and be interested in them. But um, I don't know. It just depends on your style. I guess there's no really, yeah. you know, gender is fluid these days. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is fluid. It is yeah. fluid. Mm-hmm. Um, what does the future hold? What's your plans now with them? Um, 
Yeah, I mean, I would really love to develop the collection further. Um, in spring, I would love to do maybe some colors and get some white cowhides and then dye them like yellow or green and do something fun with that. But um, this is a part of my core collection, so it's not going to change that much. It's something that I kind of wanted to be um, very constant throughout my brand just because it doesn't require a lot of hands-on design every single season. And with my me being a mom and me also having my pattern business, I needed a business model that would allow yeah. me more freedom. Yeah. Let's just talk about that for two seconds. You're doing this while being a mom. Yeah. <laughs> so ladies, this is doable. I only have one, but <laughs> yeah. But so. he helps you out. Yeah, he does. He helps me a lot and yeah. he keeps me on my toes. So yeah. on that note, for those of you again, that uh, would like to check her out on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, the little videos of Oliver helping you mm -hmm. sew, and mm -hmm. it's it's really yeah. cute. Really cute. Um, cute so let's. I want to unpack one other item there. You said collection. Mm -hmm. So if anybody out there, buddy, and I, I've talked to Allie about this. I I don't completely understand it, but you, the collection is something you want to kind of decide on early on. So you're not mm -hmm. just scattered. You want yeah. to say, here's uh -huh. my core. Like yeah. Ralph Lauren, I'm going to make ties. Yeah, you're like. I'm going to make cowhide coats. Uh -huh. Then you, the, the, you add on to that based on seasons. How does yeah. that work? Well, and it's hard because, I mean, fashion has changed so much in the last 50 years. And a lot of people, you know, uh, have fallen in, into the fast fashion realm where it's just they can never keep up because you have companies that are copying you um, and coming out with the same exact thing for less a week later. So I that's why I decided to go with luxury as well, because they can't replicate this um, in a cheap way. And so I wanted to create a product that I knew couldn't be copied very easily. So, but a lot of designers like um, Gucci or Prada and um, like Hermes, they have their signature pieces like Hermes has their Birkin bag and so it's nice to have a core collection that you're not having to redesign every single season or every year you just kind of switch out the materials and that helps a lot when you're getting started um, with you know cost because then you're not having to redesign a whole pattern and all of those things so and then also like helps people like identify your brand easier like oh i know that's a Birkin bag or like i know that's an Ally Marie coat and should i should i get a Birkin bag <laughs> they're really expensive <laughs> like yeah. the most expensive purse out there but really man yeah I they're like a hundred grand so what yeah one of these mm -hmm. bags yeah Jeez. i know they're crazy but you know i mean gucci you know you have the belts and like you i mean i don't even think that was their first signature piece but um yeah, yeah. everyone kind of yeah. has their signature yeah little. exactly they use a lot of uh silver and so every brand you know has their signature silhouettes and their signature pieces and and that really helps create some some brand and some identity yeah. awareness mm -hmm. and all that. Yeah. Well, I am so excited, mm -hmm. and Thanks. you, um, mm -hmm. you're amazing. Thanks. So proud of you. Love you. <laughs> Love you too. So for my minor little influencing role that I do have in her life, I guess I get to have <laughs> you on my YouTube channel for yeah, what it's worth. Yeah, this is special for me too. Yeah, so, yeah. so proud of you. Keep up the good work, and and really, I want you to give one last piece of advice to entrepreneurs. I mm -hmm. I'll say this. You know, um, that's with all the good and bad in the country, and America is not perfect, that's for sure. But uh, the still incredible beauty is, is you can have a dream, you can have an idea, and if you're passionate about it, you will make some money on it and hopefully a living and just 
wake up every day doing what you love. And so I would just say, don't give up on those passionate ideas. When Allie was just a little girl, I could see her uh, with these ideas. And it's so neat to see that them come to fruition. Um, any final advice for an entrepreneur out there as well? That just fake it till you make it. <laughs> You'll figure it out. And, you know, you just learn throughout the process. So, yeah. That's true. A lot of people think I've got to know it all before yeah, I do this. Yeah. And that's how I felt too. Like I've got to be, you know, super good at pattern making and designing, but you just, you just got to have faith and move forward and just hope for the best. So. I love it. Thank you, Allie. All right, everyone. We'll see you next week for another episode Main Street Business Podcast and other interviews on a regular basis with entrepreneurs around the country on Main Street America, making it happen with USA made products. Yes. Damn it. Made in America. Made in America. America. <laughs> See you next time.